The convenience store clerk had just finished closing and was in the back when he heard the sound of forceful entry in the front. Fearing for his life, the clerk hid in the back room while an unidentified man in his mid-twenties, we'll call him Doc Smith, entered the store with a t-shirt wrapped around his head and sporting a rather stylish surgical mask. Mm-hmm. That's right, kids. Apparently, the insurance crisis is forcing even professionals in the health services interest industry. What the f*** is this joke doing in my in my bit? <laughs> this is too wordy and big for even me. I can't say this. All right, let's, I am sorry I even tried to read that sentence. I apologize, my friend. I don't know what came over me. It's a word of the day calendar thing I'm getting. A vocabulary word thing. It's, what the f***? All right, moving right along. Oh, no. It's Monday. from mondays.pop.com it's mondays with your host carl franklin this is lawrence ryan here in the studio with carl mark miller richard campbell karen greenwald and jeff maciolik announcing show number 44 recorded friday january 27th 2006 hey jeff you were right this job does suck Monday is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com. And now, here's the man who will never forgive his 10-year-old daughter for introducing his already hyperactive right brain to Hillary Duff, Carl Franklin. It's Monday again, God damn it! And here we are. Karen's here. Mark's Mark's here, Jeff's here, Richard's here, I'm here. We're all here again. Yeah. It's almost like we like this shit. Here. Yeah. Hey, you know, don't get too ambitious there with your appraisal of our emotional states regarding this... this, this hey, I said almost. ...train wreck that you call a uh, comedy show, Carl. <laughs> it's not a comedy show. Did I ever say it was a... He said it was a I train did. wreck. I guess I did say it was a comedy show. <laughs> Doesn't it say train wreck on the website though? <laughs> it's a train wreck show. No, there's just a picture of a guy screaming on the website. Okay, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, because he's listening to Mondays. You know, we. Uh, mm. I, I got to tell you what I did this week that was very cool. I got my Prius. Ooh! I got a geek car. I also got two books. One called "How to Hack Your Prius." And the other one's called What to Do While Your Prius is in the Shop. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Everything you always wanted to know about Prius. How to pack your Prius? How to hack your Prius. You See, because I rented a movie that was something like that last weekend. How to pack your something. I'm not remembering what that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So anyway, I got, a t- I got the windows tinted. That's the first thing I did is I went to mm. a guy who's got a shop up in uh, Montville, Connecticut called Tint My Ride. <laughs> that way you can drive around naked and not bother anyone yeah so what the, the cool thing is is that he's got a chart of you know what's legal in connecticut and what's not and there's certain tents that you can't go below 
But so, he can give you those, right? Yeah, but he can give it in some. You just and, got a ticket. Well, it, it de- he says depending on you know where you live. Yeah, my, I'll tell you that there's a Waterford a state cop that lives in Waterford that I'm friends with. His favorite ticket to give is tinted ride. Yeah, yeah, favorite. Loves it. Has his little. He told me that he says New time. London. They probably won't care. Waterford. Yeah, you got to watch out. Hey, Carl. Do they have a tint? <laughs> Carl, do they have a tint level that makes it look like you've got a tan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've been out in the sun a little bit. That's the so, bronze tone. I yeah. need that one. So That's I also the one I, want. I also figured out how to hook the phone up through Bluetooth. It's got, it has a, a GPS, you know, in the console in the middle, and it also controls everything in the car with a touchscreen, a little touchscreen. But uh, but there was this telephone screen, and I couldn't figure out what that was. If there was like a cell phone in the car or whatever, because it had like dialing controls. So wow. I finally cracked the manual, and like in one page dedicated to this. You know, Bluetooth phone stuff. So my phone has Bluetooth. So I go in and I set up the phone, you know, set up the ID and everything, and I get them to talk to each other. And then you can actually transfer your contacts from your phone via Bluetooth to the phone, to the address book in the car. That's cool. So I thought, okay. And I pulled up the pocket PC and I went to go transfer this stuff. And it only transferred the one contact that I had my cursor on. That's, that's it brilliant. So you, you got to do one at a time? I'm like, there's no way I'm doing one of these at a time. So I finally figured out that, you know, with the bright proper keystrokes, you could select all and then take them all and, and transfer them over. So I did that. But every hey, time wow, welcome after- Welcome to 1987, Every Carl. time <laughs> after I did that, the, the Bluetooth all. phone wouldn't be recognized and I would have to remove what? it. Yeah, I'd have to remove it yeah. and then add it again. Again, welcome to 1987, yeah. Carl. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Bluetooth's been around for a long time. So uh, so anyway, so it was my first experience with it. But now what's cool about it is that let's say you're playing the radio and you get a call and your phone is in your pocket, right? As long as it's on, you get a call and, and your the radio shuts off and you're talking to the person through a microphone in the dashboard and the, you can hear them through the speakers in the in the stereo. Very geeky. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty yeah, geeky. Yeah, that is, that is very geeky. Did you download that karaoke software? <laughs> and there's also a button to hang up and to, to pick up the phone uh, on the steering wheel. Yeah, I wouldn't be so pissed off at you if you didn't freaking test that with me so often, Carl. <laughs> I didn't call you. You're like, hey, Mark, I want to test that hang up button again. I go, no, no, you already tested. Click. <laughs> I'm like, Carl, are you there, man? Another thing I figured out is that, you know, it says it gives you 60 miles to the gallon in the city and 50 miles to the gallon on the highway, which, of course, is average and aggregate. But I'm running a constant average of about 32 miles per gallon. (laughs) Now, Jeff, you had a Prius. Yeah. So what's up with that, man? Um... Now, well, I got a couple. Of, I got a couple of explanations. You know, the the Prius I was driving was an older model. Um, also, Priuses don't do as well in the winter because the batteries uh, take a while to, you know, to okay. warm up, and they just don't perform very well in the cold. Now, Jeff, did um, you mount th- that uh, sixty-inch LCD monitor in yours like uh, <laughs> Carl did? 
No, and um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm also what about you those know, uh, those quadruple arrangements of dual core uh, Pentium machines? Did you put those in there? Man, he's running those off the batteries too, right? Yeah. He's got the toaster oven in the back too. Can anybody right? tell I know nothing about what I'm saying? Anybody? <laughs> now I I know that there's a difference between cold climates and warm climates, but it's not that drastic. It's not thirty. No, miles it might well be that drastic. No, it's not. I've I've looked online and I've seen the results. It's not that big a difference. Well, you know, you you may have a lemon. Carl, did you push? that button on the Prius that opens up the little panel under your feet so you could like you know push a little harder Flintstone (laughs) use it for braking (laughs) I also love the the starter the starter is cool so it's got a key that's not really a key it's a little fob and you can stick it in a, a little slot in the dashboard but you don't have to do that you just keep it on your like I keep it in my coat and I can unlock the door just by having it in my coat and reaching for the door and pulling it open, and it automatically unlocks. I get in the car. I don't even have to put it in the ignition. I just press a button, and the thing starts up. And to uh, to lock it, it's just, there's just a button on the, the handle for the door. I just press that, and because the file, again, is in my pocket, it just locks. So I it's like magic. Like too, but if I just walk away from it, it locks. That's pretty cool. What I want is one of those kinds of locks for my front door. Yeah, right. We, you know, all the technology I want to is in the up car. And open my front door and just opens. All the technology I thought, I thought is you in the car. Kept your doors open. We do. Okay. <laughs> totally unlocked. I just don't want to reach the door. I just want to walk up to it and open. So you you walk up to it and then when you get through it, is it still open or is it locked again? So you're, basically, you want the front of your house to be like a Walmart. Yeah, it slides open and a seven hundred year old man goes. <coughs> Welcome to Walmart. I just want someone to give me a yellow sticker every time I enter my house. Yeah, you're going to have a bunch of people pushing carts around in your lawn. All right. Hey, edit point. Guys, I sat next to Mel Brooks today. Well, actually, he was in the dining booth next to me. Why is this an edit point? What'd you say? Why is this an edit point? (laughs) I don't know, because I thought I'd tell you about it. I don't think it's going to be funny, but I just want to let you know. It's not the first time I run into Mel Brooks. (laughs) The, the second time, now he's a lot older than the la- first time. I don't time. want first anyone time. to know about me and Mel Brooks. What's first time, point, first time point. I ran into Mel Brooks was about 20 years ago, and it was at, at USC Film School. And I'm walking to get in the elevator. He's coming out. He he bumps into me, and Mel Brooks comes up to about my belly button on me, right? He's not very tall. <laughs> I'm like, I look at him, I go, you're just like Mel Brooks, but smaller. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, although I had my sunglasses on, I could tell he recognized me, and he was trying to get out of the restaurant. <laughs> That's hysterical. Mark, it's funny you say that, because I was just telling the story of um, when I used to live in L.A., and I was friends with Bubbles. We were at a party, and she was a little bit blonde, like really blonde, and, she, and Michael Douglas was at this party. And she actually said to him, you know who you look like? You look <laughs> like that guy, you know, from, um, and she named, I forget even what movie she named. She you look like that guy, except you're a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas didn't think that was funny. From oh, Bubbles. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, yeah, Bubbles did that a lot. Bubbles. 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 Bubbles needed Ooh. me to drag her out of many dangerous situations. What's a bath without Bubbles? <laughs> hey, Bubbles, come here. You know what my favorite thing about that? You know what Bubbles' real name was? Shonda. What? Only in LA do you need a <laughs> stage name when your real name is Shonda. <laughs> I thought that was wow. so funny. Shonda. Oh, man. But I call myself Bubbles. Hey, Karen, you find any dead bodies on your lawn this week uh, up in up in our neighborhood? I have found nothing on my lawn this week. But you know what it was exciting for me this week? Did you and look I, in the trash? <laughs> no, no, I don't look in the trash. Okay. I I don't have anything to do with the trash. No, that's good to know. That's, that's very good to know. <laughs> or Write the trunk. that down. So what did you do this week? I didn't get a Prius, but I did 
get the best bra ever. And I know you can relate to this, everybody. Guys, she got the best bra ever. I'm serious. I know that you guys have never maybe even, maybe you've never even worn a bra, but when you find the right one, it's the most beautiful thing. It's better than like, (laughs) you know, your your marriage. (laughs) Finding the right bra is an amazing thing. I I think I would agree with that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a goddess. That's the name of it. A goddess bra is the best bra you can well, ever Well, all right. Find. As long as you want to talk about this, what makes it so great? Because it doesn't feel like you're wearing a bra and it keeps the girls right where they should be. And it's all like, <laughs> it's so good. You know, because- I tried to sell a bra like that that felt like you weren't wearing a bra, but I just got in jail. <laughs> <laughs> the emperor's new bra. It was, um, no, seriously, a bra, because, you know, they, they're not necessarily, you know, comfortable. But when you find one that's exactly comfortable and it feels like little, you know, watery massages on your... I, I feel the same way about jock straps. It's important to keep the boys happy. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You want to... You do. You want to keep them... So now it's not like stimulating or anything. No, that's a different kind of bra. No, no, no. It's just... It, it feels like you're not wearing a bra, but you are wearing a bra. Yeah, I don't happiness. know what it feels like to wear a bra and then not wear a bra. So I... <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that was the most exciting thing. Maybe you need to bring some more, you know, experimentation into your life, Carl, you know? (laughs) Like a scientist would. They experiment. (laughs) Honey, what are you doing in the bathroom? I'm doing an experiment. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) The kids accidentally open the door. (laughs) What's daddy doing? Daddy was wearing a thong. I'm doing a scientific experiment. Well, you know, my wife is in the garment industry, right? She's a uh, a specialist in fitting for clothing, for how to make a, the clothes fit correctly when they get manufactured. Yeah, and uh, by far the 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 most difficult things to fit are bras. They are well, okay, and. That of course, the consequence of working beside your wife, who's in this industry, is that she constantly has photos of breasts on her screen. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, if I do this, I get in trouble. How come you can do this? <laughs> well, because they're shaped differently, right? Boobs they are. are shaped oh, very you're differently. Exactly right. I mean, she's actually working, you know. But the fact that she can get away with studying breasts all day, mm. it's true. So, speaking of that, Jeff, how are you doing? Uh, speaking of studying breasts all day, well, isn't that what I, you do? Isn't that your per, your profession? Um, yeah, I'm a breastologist, I guess. No, I, a, I, an internet breast observer, maybe. I, I th- I'm more of an amateur <laughs> breastologist than a uh, than a professional, I guess. I don't know, Carl. What the hell kind of introduction is that? I'm just <laughs> trying to make a segue. Go with it. <laughs> I'm gonna make a segue for you sometime. But Carl, I don't know if they make them in your size. Carl, ah! Carl, went to the, Carl went to the Mark Miller School of Segways, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Milliseconds. Speaking about breasts, how about you, Jeff? How are you doing? <laughs> so, speaking of untreated sewage, how's your uh, how's your life, Jeff? Uh, speaking of untreated sewage, how's your sex life been? Yeah, right. Like, come on, <laughs> Jesus. No, are you uh, are are you back to normal now? Is everything uh, returning to well, normalcy? You know, I guess I'm as normal as normal gets um let's see a uh you know don't really have all that much interesting to say i I was gonna say that you know i've been uh i was working on the sound system in my car and then carl had to go and say oh you know hey guys i bought a brand new prius (laughs) (laughs) so uh you had this problem last week 
I do have a, a, a brief little interesting story. Um, I brought a hard drive. Uh, I bought a hard drive recently, a SATA 2 hard drive for my system from a company uh, that shall remain nameless, but um, it starts with an M and ends in an Axdoor. And, uh, <laughs> and this SATA 2 hard drive um, apparently is incompatible with the Enforce 4 motherboards, uh, which, you know, for, for those of you out there who don't know much about computers, make up, you know, a a hefty percentage of the non-shitty computers out there. Um, and so I spent, you know, hours and hours, uh, you know, dealing with tech support, trying to figure out what the hell was going on with my hard drive. And they email me a firmware update for the controller board on my hard drive, which doesn't work. And so, huh. uh, you know, in true to Jeff fashion, I call up tech support. I get to level two. I talk to a technician who is a very attractive sounding female and uh, try to convince her to email me after she gets off work. And, uh, you know, I'm still hitting refresh on my inbox and, and I'm not, <laughs> not seeing anything there. I, you know, I think I'm going to call up my uh, email provider and find out if it's uh, bouncing messages or Dude, something. Dude, welcome to my world, man. <laughs> I'm, st- I don't know what's going I'm on. still waiting for that phone call from Bomber, man. <laughs> Miller, we decided we need you desperately. Come here. Get here now. I don't know. He doesn't have my number. Something's wrong. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> hey, Richard, how did yeah, things man. work out with your uh, new display? So, you know, I talked last week about this display, and I did order it, and it showed up in record time. I had it the same week. So I pull the thing out, and I take a look at it. It's all beautifully packaged. And I realized that center panel, the 30-inch panel, which on the website is called an an LG Philips panel, it's an Apple Cinema display. Don't! That's what it is. Which which annoys me, because they didn't say it was an Apple Cinema display, but I guess I could have guessed... And the biggest problem, yeah. of course, is because it's Apple, it means it's all kind of white and curvy and, you know, looks like some kind of feminine appliance. It's got really. a big red peel around it. Does it come in man sizes? <laughs> uh, well, it's a 30-inch display, so it's pretty big. But the m- more relevant thing was it's hardwired, right? The cables are mounted in it. You can't replace them. And naturally, any built-in cable is too short for me. So yep. I had to figure out if I could get a dual-link extension cable, which is a pain in the ass. I did find one. But then... When I'm talking to the guy about the fact that I need this extension cable, he goes, really? It's an Apple cinema display. You know, I think those things only have one-year warranties. I'm like, oh, no. Digital Tigers, all over the site, everything's three-year warranty. So I go searching on the site, and it says in the fine print there, three-year warranty on all Samsung displays. And the vast majority of the screens are Samsung. So I email them, and I say, hey, look, I didn't know this was an Apple display. Have I got a one-year warranty here or what? And they hum and haw around for a little while. And then they come back they and go, say, yeah, you found us out, man. You got a one-year go- warranty. And I'm like, I'm not real happy here. Mm. You know, their official policies say, you know, no returns, period. And I'm thinking, I paid with my American Express card. And every time I phone my American Express card and say, I'm not very happy, they take the money back. So I'm not too worried. So I wrote a fairly nasty email, as I want to do, and said, like, this is not good enough. This is inappropriate. Yeah. It's not what you told me about. And just today, I got an email back and said, I didn't actually demand anything. You know, usually when you're going to complain, you say, this is what I want. But I thought, you know what? Before I go there, and I said this, I said, you know, before I go any further with, you know, considering my options here, I want to hear what you guys have to say. You know, there's nowhere on the website that says it has a one-year warranty. You never admit it was an Apple screen. Like, this is wrong. Right. Fix it. And they came back and... I'm sorry, John, if I'm outing you here, because I know this was a special deal just for me, because I'm so charming. 
They gave me two more years of warranty. They'll replace the display if it breaks for any reason. As long as they're still in business. As long as they're still around. Well, you know, I realize the package they put together is a nice package. But in the end, what they're doing is they're taking sort of standard multi-screen display assemblies and a set of monitors, putting them together in a box for you and shipping them out. So there's really... If I'd put a little more effort into this, I probably could have built this myself. Dell has a 30-inch display now. Yeah, they do. And it's black, which I would rather have rather than silver. Yeah. And the wing screens are just Samsung 204Ts. Not that hard to come by. So there's no reason you could not have built this yourself. But I'm keeping it. What kind of snake oil are they hawking? This (laughs) is what I'm saying. But I'm keeping it. You know, they've given me the extra warranty. Presuming they're still in business. They've been around for a while now. Uh, we'll give it a spin. I got the parts on order for the machine, so that's coming. Good. How much heat is uh, generated off the top of that monitor? Is it significant or no? I haven't powered it up yet. I don't have the video cards to drive oh, it. Okay. I'll tell you, I put it together, though. It's enormous. I'll tell you one thing, Richard. You, If you've got a normal DVI monitor, uh, sorry, a normal DVI video card, you can run the monitor. Yeah. But it's only going to run at 1280 by 800. Yeah, it's 1280 um, by 768. No, 1280 by 800, because the, the native res of that monitor is 2560 by 1600, and it runs at half by half. I don't think that's right. I got the specs right here. Native res is 640 by 480 on that monitor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's got a special 320 by 280 mode or something like that, too. <laughs> Meantime, of course, this week, I'm I'm single parenting. The wife's in, in uh, working out, out of the country for the whole week, gets back on Sunday. So there's a little bit of juggling. I mean, granted, my kids are pretty low maintenance, but the damn dog isn't low maintenance. What happened? I had him out with me all day today while I was running errands and stuff. He had a good time. I let him loose inside the house, went downstairs to record DNR, and I come back up at uh, just before we started recording to find the dog has discovered that there are zippers on the seat cushions <laughs> of the sofa has unzipped them and discovered <laughs> that there's foam inside. Ah. Clever. And you, you know, there's something about foam in dogs. I think it's because foam is basically like entrails. Yeah. And so he's ripping out mouthfuls of foam and tearing it apart. Nice. Yeah. So, Richard, where's your wife away on business? Is she, like, investigating overseas breasts? Is that the... (laughs) (laughs) Is she doing a cross-cultural survey of... She's actually in Israel. So, yeah. Middle Eastern breasts. (laughs) Middle Eastern breasts. Good luck peeking under that... Never mind. Yeah. A little burka peeking. Uh, She's working with the software company that builds the, the programs that she uses for doing all this custom fit work. So, that's where she is. And, and hopefully we'll be home soon. And uh, so she can deal with her dog. The amazing thing for me, of course, is the dog really didn't do any damage, per se, because he actually unzipped the cushion. Yeah. And he didn't rip the cushion open. He just sort of gored it. Anyway, I uh, I yelled at the dog. I tossed the dog into the kitchen and locked him up. And he now and I was so annoyed with him now, every time he sees me, he puts his head down and hides his face. Now, Richard, it's true. You can't remember the dog's name, right? His, it's just like goddamn dog to you, right? <laughs> uh, you... They, Goddamn dog! The dust mop that poops. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you poop and dust that's mop. That's not a feature. Yeah, that's not really a feature I look for in my dust mops. I like my dust mops to leave less crap on the floor after they pass over it, rather than more. But he's a look, life support system for a tongue. But look at look at the good side. You know, if he does poop, you can use him to clean himself up, clean there it up, go. right? So that's the most attractive feature to you if your dog is the tongue. You refer to it as a life support system for the tongue. That's about the only thing you ever see on the dog when you get too close to it. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth with legs. 
That's it. <laughs> it's a face hugger with no yeah. bite. But it's actually been kind of a train wreck day. You know, normally my day goes pretty smoothly. So there's this battle over the monitors, which is basically resolved. Then you have the dog rips apart the seat cushion. As soon as we clean that up, the younger daughter knocks over a glass, shatters into a million pieces, and then doesn't find all the bits. And we discover the dog chewing glass oh, in the kitchen. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That'll put a so little strain on that life support system for the tongue. Yeah. Or strain well, on the tongue. Never mind the life support system. you won't forget. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, so then I'm putting the screens together, and the older daughter helping me assemble the screens, because they're big, yeah. knocks over another drink. Glass doesn't break, but it goes all over the place. So Great. It's, just been, it's been a messy day. Messy day. <laughs> the drink Honey, didn't go all over the monitor, home. though, did it? No, miss the monitors. Yeah, if I was there, the drink would have gone all over the monitor. That's so, right. You, know, yeah, you yeah. got some things to be thankful for. <laughs> uh, the soundboard could have been clear across your whole house in another room, and the drink would have somehow gone there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have a Week in Geek this week, so I guess, Karen, it's up to you. For Wait, you a didn't little... ask me how I'm doing, man. I did. You, you, did you did yours before the show. No, I didn't. That was my dream. Oh, okay. If you, excuse me, Mr. Policeman, Mr. Bit Policeman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, I'll ask how you. are you? Well, not very well, Karen. Host of the show now, new host of the show. Thank you <laughs> for asking. Not very well. You're feeling a little snubbed, aren't you? Does anybody care? Does anybody want to find out why I'm not doing well? Why aren't you doing why well, Why aren't you Mark? doing well, Mark? Well, I told you guys about Miss PTA, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Miss Stick Up Her Butt Lady, PTA Lady. Yeah. Now, for our listeners overseas, PTA stands for Parent Teacher Association. It's an organization populated with goody two shoe suck up parents who were never able to shake their suck up need to be a teacher's pet. And for our listeners <laughs> overseas, a teacher's pet is that suck up kid who tries to improve their grades by sucking up to the teacher. <laughs> anyway, Miss PTA happens to be president of the entire PTA organization. So you get an immediate sense of the magnitude of suck-up we're talking about. Major suck-up. <laughs> Miss PTA also happens to live on my street. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not, Carl, but PTA lady has a stick so far up her ass, she's now experiencing reduced mobility of the neck and facial muscles. <laughs> she all, always has that disapproving frown face whenever I see her. And while I suppose it would be mighty neighborly of me to find out her real name, I have no idea what it is. And quite frankly, Carl and Richard and Karen and Jeff, I don't care. <laughs> so I just call her Miss PTA lady, which makes her eyebrows furl even more. So I guess I'm giving her a bit of calorie burning exercise in her otherwise immobile face. <laughs> so anyway, Miss Suck Up PTA lady is trying to get my kid kicked out of school. No, why? I've no idea, Carl. Apparently, she's been talking down about Minnie-Me, saying he's a bad influence on the other children. She claims he scares the other children with stories about aliens, zombies, and killer monkeys with cell phones. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, wonder where he got those ideas. But does she have the balls to talk to me about this? No! I have to find out about it by reading the graffiti spray-painted on the side of my car. <laughs> <laughs> they spray painted your car yes it was one of those brand new z06 corvettes i'm pretty sure it rolled off the assembly line in december <laughs> what did they write it was something generic like get out now miller you asshole <laughs> something like six and a half exclamation points wrapping around all the way to the back of the car and then it was, they put a sticky note duct tape to the windshield saying something about 
Oh, wait, hold on a second. I got the note on my desk here. Just a minute. All here right. it is. They wrote, they wrote, uh, we ran out of paint, so we're going to use this sticky note instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then in big letters with dark ink, like some crazy person scribbled the letters again and again, it reads, your son is a bad influence on our children. Signed, <laughs> all of your neighbors. <laughs> Dude, this is unbelievable. I don't know, Carl. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I mean, that graffiti on my car, it could have been intended for anyone. Actually, now that I think about anyone it. Anyone with the last name of Miller? Well, sure. Wow, I bet you were pretty mad. Well, I was actually pretty okay with that. What? Well, Carl, <laughs> if I must divulge all the details, I will confess that the hot Z06 in my driveway wasn't technically my car for all time. <laughs> <laughs> it was my car only for the day. I normally drive a 1979 Volkswagen bus, but... <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for the ladies, the Department of Motor Vehicles impounded the love machine last week, citing <laughs> numerous complaints of emissions violations. <laughs> Apparently there are laws here in California that say you can't drive a car that spills out billowing clouds of black smoke. <laughs> no doubt my asshole neighbor Bob was behind that one. So anyway, I borrowed the vet from my younger brother on the same day the bastards tagged it. Angry PTA lady was behind it. You know her husband is manager over at the hardware store, right? It's pretty clear she had access. <laughs> access? To paint, Carl. To paint. Oh, my God. So what did your brother say when he saw the car? No idea. He's in Hawaii with his family on vacation until Saturday night. <laughs> Actually, when I said I borrowed his car, that wasn't really technically correct. I think what I mean meant to say is that I temporarily stole it. It serves him right for letting me make copies of his car keys on that day I stuck his car keys away without him knowing about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Carl, I think it's clear that you're failing in your job as moderating and once again allowing us to get off topic. Can we focus on PTA lady, please? All right. So, Mark, do you have any idea why she's mad at you? I have no idea whatsoever. This whole thing started when Hammy died. Ha mm. Hammy? Hammy? Yeah, it's the pet hamster they keep in my kid's classroom. I've heard that PTA lady loved little Hammy, and now she's going through a previously undiscovered eighth stage of grief, which is apparently walking around with a stick up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Hammy? Well, look, I want to say something right now to all the naysayers and haters out there. I did not kill Hammy. <laughs> and I also want to say something to all the idiots out there who try to get you to drive slow by uttering their favorite catchphrase, speed kills. <laughs> and, and speaking of idiots, I would like to dedicate this show to Highway Patrol Officer Mackey, who last week was apparently so lonely he was compelled to pull me over to have a discussion on the physics of moving vehicles. <laughs> so, a word to all my uninformed friends out there. Speed does not kill. You can go thousands of kilometers per second and not die. Speed is totally safe. It's the rapid deceleration that kills. That's what you have to watch out for. So, Mark, what exactly are you saying? Um, rapid deceleration killed Hammy. Well, yeah. it was either that or the fireball. <laughs> it's really hard to tell because they all happen so really close together Fi fireball 
Yeah, well, I think the impact with the playground forced a rupture on the tank holding the nitrous oxide. Nit- nitrous oxide? What the f***? Yes, Carl, it was show and tell day, and Mark brought in his homemade jetpack to show the kids. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking, Carl. You're thinking that by instructing my six-year-old on the technology of jetpack design, that I might have been acting in a, shall we say it, irresponsible manner Mm. (laughs) the thought had occurred to me but i want to make this perfectly clear perfectly clear carl that i told mini me that he could not fly in it i told him that (laughs) even before we put men on the moon we first sent monkeys out into space (laughs) so anyway the, the details are still scarce but as far as we can tell, it looks like that during recess, the kids all went outside, and when the teacher wasn't looking, little Hammy snuck out and strapped himself in, and poor little <laughs> Hammy pressed the button to ignite the model rocket engine and yeah. turned the nitrous oxide valve wide open, which sent about 200 newtons of force shooting out of the homemade thruster made from one of Mom's cooking funnels and old whipped cream can. <laughs> I'm so proud of my son. Anyway, my son said that Hammy took off with a little tear in his hamster eye. <laughs> As I know now, realized the momentous occasion of being the first hamster to attempt to reach suborbital flight. Momentous, yes. Momentous. Unfortunately, power lines caught a binding wire on the jetpack and caught to do a full 180. According to my son, Hammy's last words were little screams of little hamster terror. <laughs> So anyway, Miss PTA lady's riding my ass, misdirecting her unresolved grief for Hammy towards yours truly. So I'm not having a good week. (laughs) Sorry I asked, man. Well, I don't have any Weekend Geek this week. I've just been too busy. I wanted to write it, but, uh, you know, what can we say? Not much happened this week, technology-wise, anyway, except uh, Microsoft's been in the news a lot. And maybe we'll talk about that when Richard does his toy segment. Anyway, on to girl. 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 Hey, Karen. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Fact of the matter is, I don't have much girl this week either, but... Gur. um What? Gur. 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 I just have gur. 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 Maybe just... Girl. Maybe, maybe gur, but not, not... I'm not... Definitely not going the whole way. No, except I do have a comment on one thing that I received this week, and I'm sure you guys have all seen it, but I received a little quiz with like... 10 pictures, and I was supposed to decide serial killer or computer geek. Do you guys All know right. what I'm yeah, talking about? Serial yeah. killer or my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. It Ordinarily, it wouldn't be, you know, that big of a deal, except for I didn't even get one of them right. Uh-huh. Not even one. And it, it made me, like, review my whole, you know, guy cue, like, how do I evaluate men and, and how, you know, serial killers could be everywhere around me. And, and, I would and have Troy's no idea. like, where are all the knives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well... That that's exactly what I'm saying. I could, you know, I mean, Carl could be and a you're serial like, killer. Why would you want to know where the knives are, Troy? <laughs> why would you want to know? <laughs> Where's the nitrous oxide? 
Um, <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Go ahead. So that's okay. So I, I, I outlined a few things how I evaluate men, but now that I'm looking at it, actually, they're just okay. I'll tell them to you anyway. Um, Actually, I, no, I really have nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know what? I love you, Karen. You're great, man. You rock. <laughs> I got nothing. I got like, nothing. Can we play the music, Carl? Good. I got nothing. I've got bumpkins. All right. <laughs> I mean, do you want to hear? No, you don't. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, hit us. Okay, but now that I'm thinking of it, it's not actually evaluating a a guy. It's more like evaluating a guy to mate with, not actually to evaluate his character to decide if he's a serial killer. Well, okay. But I'll let you know that anyway. But okay. In the end, the only thing the man's concerned about is whether you'll mate with him. That's that, true. That's yeah. true. In the end. So you're, you're cutting to so the So you're doing a service. What's important. You're doing a service to guys everywhere. Absolutely. All right. All right. And evaluating- If, if you could just lead the conversation with, hi, there's no chance we'll f- we can walk away. That would be that. Right. That is that would true. Be done. Thanks very much. You saved me some time and a whole bunch of beer. Okay, so and a whole bunch of beer and maybe even a roofie. There you go. These things don't grow on trees, you know. Go. Damn, I gotta go look up roofie again. What the heck is that? That's a special move, isn't it? All right. So what is it? Um, all right. Let's see. So number one, guy evaluate. So in upping the chances of whether or not, you know. Yeah. There's You'd get anything's fucked, gonna I happen. Guess. All right, a guy has to ask you something, anything about yourself, not like a stupid self-serving question, like "Are those real?" or "Do you like it on top?" But something like, "Is that a like, new bra?" Yeah, "Is that a new bra?" "Is that a god?" No, not something like that. Something like, you know, why did you decide to get your doctorate in puppetry? Something that's like actually. I, I try about to lead you. off with a line like this: "Boy, that new bra is really fitting you so much better than last night when I was looking in through your window." <laughs> <laughs> I saw you struggling that that one. <laughs> uh, next time, put your left arm through first. <laughs> that that bra isn't as comfortable on me as it looks on you. Oh. <laughs> Did you get all the cheese out? Segwaying oh. into our next point, a guy has to, however briefly, check out your boobs, like I've been married to enough gay men to know that you don't want to be with somebody who doesn't at least, you know, try. Glance down and <laughs> check it out. And then you don't be, want him to stare. You no, want the eyes be, to come back immediately. Be decent enough to not pretend he's not doing it. Do you know what I mean? Right. So there's right. like, that's you know the problem like a I have here though is every time I, I, I can tell she's looking at me and I zap my eyes back up to make contact, I blurt out, <laughs> I was looking at your boobs. <laughs> and well, it blows okay. it, right? Because they know you were, right? No, it just tells us you're not smooth. That's workable. But at least you're, de- <laughs> you're decent enough to lie about it. That's good. That's a good Karen thing. Karen said it was workable. Karen, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a total promotion. Third, a guy has to pay for whatever you're doing, whatever it is. And I know that might be against, like, you know, all sorts of feminist Gloria Steinem would be pissed to hear you say no, that. No, I'm sorry. But it's to me, it's just a guy's way of saying, look, I know that I'm hairier and smellier than you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll pay my smelly, hairy tax. Thanks for hanging out with me. Oh, Karen, That's you all rock, it Karen. is. You That's rock. it. <laughs> it's like a hairy, smelly tax is what it is. Exactly. That's, That's what it is. A beer, a soda, whatever. It's just saying, I'm sorry, I'm hairy and smelly. I'm willing to and use deodorant. And here's my $5 tax on that. You know? It's, I don't think it's unreasonable. Fourth, a guy, a, 
A guy does not have to be a good dresser. You know, because if it's somebody that you want to get involved with, let's face it, you'll know you'll just end up dressing them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> You're going to wear that? In yeah. fact, a poorly dressed man is a single man. It's like a calling card. It's perfectly fine to be a bad dresser. Well, there's actually a rip in, in the, ripped in the time-space continuum over here because I am a poorly dressed man. Yeah, yeah. me too. And I'm not signal, single. Even though my wife has left me. Doesn't uh, your wife dress I'm you? I'm technically still married. <laughs> I'm not single. In my own mind, I'm not single. Right. Even though I live a life of total isolation. Don't your wives buy your clothes? No. I mean, honestly. They no. don't? No. Uh, really? Yes. No. <laughs> I tried to not buy clothes. It doesn't really work. Um, so you buy Troy's clothes? I have to. Otherwise, he doesn't buy them. <laughs> not only do I have to buy them, but I really, really, really held out on this. I'm like, you're almost 40 dress yourself it doesn't work this is the trouble with applying you know your own personal experience with relationships to the grand wide world of relationships see if i tried to do that and say you know and the problem is you got you got to be careful with the girls because you know they'll they'll, they'll turn gay on you you know they're just gonna do it they're just gonna switch that's so, my specific you know, you just, experience you just gotta as pin well. them down and hmm? this is a generalization though everyone i know dresses their husbands i mean there you go. Wow. So, but well, you know, you do live in Connecticut. I do so. live in Connecticut. I do. I feel true. special. Either that or f***ed up, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't feel so f***ed up. Usually I do when Karen talks. But well, I you know, the reason now. I really don't need to buy clothes because I have like Franklin's Net shirts and .NET Rock shirts and I know, speaker shirts. That's the coolest thing, from- Carl, about being a programmer is you get to go to conferences and they give away free t-shirts. The biggest problem I have is I keep getting cited for r- walking around without any lower pants on because <laughs> they don't give away pants at these conferences. <laughs> and the next evaluation thing is um, never wear shirts with logos on them. <laughs> that's, that's a big one. You're going to want to steer clear of any guy wearing a logo shirt. <laughs> that is a Karen, big you see, this is the problem. Flag. This is why you went for all of the serial killers instead of the programmers. <laughs> You're exactly You're right. You're supposed to go for the guys of the logo okay, shirts, not exactly. the ones with the blood I stains. I swear to God, I thought Son of, Sam, Son of Sam was a programmer. I would have, I would have bet money on that. You'll never see a serial killer with a Unisys shirt on. <laughs> Was one of the programmers Richard Stallman, by any chance? Because he kind of looks like a serial killer. I don't know who they were. Really, though, it was depressing for me when none of them were right. Okay, my (laughs) last thing is a guy has to, at some point, compliment you. Something, anything. Because if you don't know enough about women to think that they, to not know that they thrive on compliments, then you really shouldn't be talking to women. So, in the end, (laughs) I guess my criteria for judging men Leads me to believe that I'm an easy target for a sweet-talking serial killer or computer programmer. Right. <laughs> or all them. of the above. Or all of the above. Yeah. That's girl <laughs> for this week. That's reliable girl. Wow. That's girl who's here every week, girl. <laughs> <laughs> they, if, if it's a week that I'm not here, guys, listeners, it's because they've just edited me out knowing that I never listen to the show. So oh, I'm here every sure. single week. Uh, <laughs> sure. Mark, you got some dumber? I do. I was just thinking about the compliment thing that, that Karen was talking about. And it's like I remember talking to my wife. I said, honey, your eyes are so beautiful. She says, you're not getting any tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just complimenting on you. I know your little psycho tricks. They're not working on me. <laughs> no, maybe she didn't say that. Maybe there's somebody else. All right. So I only have one <laughs> dumber than me. Miss PTA. <laughs> yeah, I only have one dumber than me. Yeah, Miss PTA says that to me. 
All You're right, not well, getting any, Miller. Well, anyway, let's go over to Mark Miller, who's got people dumber than me, and he figures if they're dumber than him, they're also dumber than you, and will therefore make you feel better about yourself. Mr. Miller! Hey, listeners, if you want a better intro music for this segment, you know, write to Carl. Tell him. <laughs> send him an email. You saying something there, God Mark? damn it. Why does Mila have the crappiest intro of everybody? What are you talking <laughs> Dude, I wrote that. I yeah, wrote you it. wrote that like sitting com- on the toilet, I think, in a three-minute I composed minute it. I, I composed it, and I sweated over it just for you. Boop, 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 boop. Thanks to kid. Boop, 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 boop. I have All to right. say it's not as good as Richard's or mine. Yeah, Miller comes in third on the. It, it, it's like the the best one. Now I do. Really, I mean, here's the thing: is is I think I tapped all of Carl's creative energy in Amazing Tales of Pooh, which is the greatest theme music of all time. ever written of all time. And you know, Amazing Tales of Pooh. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. Also known as number two. <laughs> That intro is Carl's Mona Lisa. (laughs) And after that, he just couldn't create anything after that. Okay. Thank you. Story number one. Well, I've only got one story. It's story number one and story number last. Easy money. (laughs) (laughs) The convenience store clerk had just finished closing and was in the back when he heard the sound of forceful entry in the front. Fearing for his life, the clerk hid in the back room while an unidentified man is in his mid-twenties, we'll call him Doc Smith, entered the store with a t-shirt wrapped around his head and sporting a rather stylish surgical mask. Mm-hmm. That's right, kids. Apparently, the insurance crisis is forcing even professionals in the health services interest- industry. What the f*** is this joke doing in my, in my bit? <laughs> this is too wordy and big for even me. I can't say this. All right. Let's... <laughs> I am sorry I even tried to read that sentence. I apologize, my friends. I don't know what came over me. It's that word of the day calendar thing I'm getting, that vocabulary word thing. What the f***? All right, moving right along. Now that's the intro right there. <laughs> Doc Smith hopped the counter and proceeded to effortlessly move, remove an undisclosed amount of money from the cash register. <laughs> and Carl, I know what this guy is thinking. Hey, you know what? This life of crime thing is really starting to pay off. A few more <laughs> hits like this, and I'll be able to afford that big bottle of vodka I've been saving up for. <laughs> <laughs> and to think my fellow hobos down by the train voted me least likely to succeed. Mm. <laughs> if they could see me now, they'd be singing a different tune. And so far, Carl, so good. The tune was looking pretty upbeat. Of course, while Doc Smith stood there holding all that money, he was blissfully unaware that he was being watched by several pairs of eyes, two of them organic, belonging, of course, to the terrified clerk still hiding in the back, the other three electronic, watching and recording Doc Smith's every move. (laughs) This is important because Doc Smith is about to step into another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. (laughs) Actually, not very much mind, just a little bit of mind. After all, this is a dumber than me, and we can't have too much mind. I mean, otherwise, it would be smarter than me, and, and it's not that. It's dumber, okay? Mm-hmm. So back mm-hmm. off, naysayers and haters. Off with thee. Naysayers. Anyway, Doc Smith, he's about to journey into a, the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and super 
pooper scoopers between the bed sheet and the mattress between a rock and that strange feeling I get in my lower pant region whenever Karen talks about sex with dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Next stop, the dumb zone. <laughs> Doc wow. Smith stuffed the easy money in his pockets and hopped over the counter. The hard part was now over. All he had to do was walk out of the store. Nothing could go wrong now. Bam! <laughs> Doc Smith's body performed a full head-to-toe high-impact collision with the door. <laughs> <laughs> the very same door he had previously entered through. Fortunately for Doc Smith, the soft, fleshy part of his face absorbed most of the impact. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ouch. Doc Smith pushed hard on the door with both hands, but the door pushed back as if under the control of a mysterious force from another dimension. You see, Carl, the door wouldn't move because Dr. Dumb was pushing on it while the door had a big handle on it and a large red sign that read Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it was around this time that Doc Smith noticed a security camera above his head. Not one to take the unauthorized duplication of his dumb self lightly, Doc Smith <laughs> reportedly pulled out his revolver and fired all six shots into the surveillance camera. <laughs> Great. And while all six shots missed their intended target, I am happy to report that Dr. Sharpshooter did manage to get at least three bullets to actually hit the ceiling. Ah. <laughs> you didn't think it was funny at all, huh? Maybe it was my delivery. No, I thought that was pretty good. And while all six, let me try a different delivery. And while all six shots missed their intended target, I'm happy to report that Dr. Sharp Sharpshooter did manage to get at least three bullets to actually hit the ceiling. <laughs> I don't like. No, I think the problem is that like it's the like. Uh, the delivery is good. I just Wording? think that, like it's sort of like well, it's like you know what else are they going to hit? And it's, it's like oh, they hit some of them at right, the wall, fine. and some we'll of them hit the ceiling. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to do something. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. No, no, that was funny. <laughs> Next, Doc Smith reportedly hurled himself against the door several times, each time with greater and greater force. But still, the one-way door refused to yield. Bruised and nearly beaten, Doc Smith next attempted to kick it open. Mike Parley, the store's clerk, describes what happened next. <laughs> Quote, he took a step back and kicked the door really, really hard. It didn't break, but I think he hurt his foot because he stood there for a second and then suddenly started to scream and hop around the front of the store. <laughs> shouting profanities for about a minute. What an asshole. End quote. <laughs> Having thrown all manner of his body into the door, Doc Smith did then decided to try something that wouldn't be so painful. So he picked up a large magazine rack, held it over his head, and then hurled it at the plexiglass door. Of course, the magazine rack just bounced back and reportedly hit the good doctor in the leg. <laughs> Hobbling and swearing, but refusing to accept defeat, Doc Smith picked up the magazine rack one more time, but he was still unable to break the glass. He then took the rack to the store's side window, shattered the glass, and managed to escape. Joplin police have not yet apprehended the suspect. Dr. Smith is described as a man in his mid-20s and over six feet tall. All Monday's listeners with information can call the Joplin Police Department at, uh, at, uh, oh, f*** it, Carl, I'm not giving out the number. <laughs> Let's face it, Carl, Monday's listeners aren't the brightest phosphorescent life forms in the genetic pool. Oh, that's I mean, slow. <laughs> I mean, there are a few USB slots short of a full hub. You know what I mean, Karen? <laughs> 
The last thing we need is for the fine men and women working at the Joplin Police Department to be hassled by a bunch of rabid, psychopathic, foaming-at-the-mouth Mondays listeners. And I want to make it perfectly clear that I really mean that about the fine men and women working for our police forces. And God damn it, I'm not just saying that because of my upcoming parole review board meeting. <laughs> so, Doc Smith, you doctor of dumb, you surgeon of stupid, you... You, you anesthesiologist of the anal head stuffers. <laughs> you sir, are dumber than me. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, sir. And with that, it's time for Richard the Toy Boy. Richard Campbell finds the weird, the wild, the wonderful toys on the internet. The good toys, the bad toys, the scary toys. Richard, I know you got some good stuff for us this week. What do you got? Well, you know, here I am looking at my triple screen display, carefully sorted out all of my web pages into on my right, not so dumb, and on my left, oh my God, what were these people thinking? (laughs) I think I'll start with... Well, you know, I like to start light. You know, don't hit anybody too hard right off the bat. And and I'm kind of a fan of the Dutch. You know, I've been going to Dutch conferences for a while. And, and this is a Dutch website, but it's in English. It's at shrinkster.com slash BJR. That's Bravo Juliet Romeo. And the site is Safretti. And they make furniture. And I hmm. just thought it was kind of unusual. If you click on the fireplaces... I've never seen a fireplace that you can actually hang on your wall. Nice. Mm. But that's what they make, is a fireplace you can hang on your wall. Huh. In case it wasn't artificial enough for you. It looks like the pictures are are drawings. They're not actually photos, are they? I'm not sure. Is it like a TV screen with the door of flame, like, you know, flaming picture on it? Or is it an actual fireplace? I'm still trying to figure all that out. Right? I think they're actually gas fireplaces. I think they are gas fireplaces. But down at the bottom in the fireplace section is an area called fuel. And if you click on the fuel, you oh, find yeah. that they have perfumed <laughs> Ew. alcohols. Mm. Yeah, that's gross. Wow. There you go. That's a winner with the ladies, right, Karen? No. Damn not. it. No. Perfumed yeah, fireplace I want to smell fuel? like Summer Miller. <laughs> I can't believe I bought all that. Zest of lemon and bourbon. Perfume fuel. What are we going to do with perfume fuel at the Miller household now? <laughs> Boy, this is very strange. It's strange. Tonka beans and amber. And for some reason, going out looking for toys this week, I kept encountering things for Carl. Huh. And it's it's really unfair. But, you know, I've just been knocking them out of the park. You know, I know you were looking for monitors. Right. Right? Like, you've, you've, you finally sort of come back to the TV world. Yeah. And I found one set of monitors you don't have. And you can take a look at shrinkster.com slash... Bravo, Juliet Sierra, B-J-S. Damn, I wanted this shrinkster. I wanted this shrinkster for something else. (laughs) 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 I can't believe it's taken by you, you Richard. Will you sell this to me? (laughs) That's kind of funny because this is a... This is a television for the uh, for the bathroom and yes. other wet environments, you know. So I think that you can get your BJS in your fits. It fits, Mark. So AquaVision making televisions for wet environments. I, however, would probably never put a monitor in my shower. It's heated. Why not? So it doesn't steam up. 
What what is that thing, Richard, on the bottom? That looks like the things you roll over in your car to weigh your car if you're gonna like yeah. dump off your trash. I don't know what that is. It, is it like a switch to turn on the TV or something? No, it has a remote control that's waterproof and floats. <laughs> floats. It yeah. does. I just think it's important, like in the shower, when you know you seal up the doors and you got the water up to your neck. <laughs> you can turn. You don't have the to TV. dive down to get the remote. You know it's at the top. Like my wife walks in, she goes, "What the oh, hell are you doing?" That's exciting. I'm like, what? I would never leave my tub. What? Karen's looking at the tub picture. I'm a big fan of the tub. I literally, I take, I spend probably like ten hours a week in the bath. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but Karen, Karen, Karen 11, we don't want to know about your professional 11. work, okay? <laughs> Let's stick to the show. No, seriously, if I could do that, I would be in the bath all the time. You could have a TV in the bath. Karen, you say you spend 10 hours a week. Actually, last week you spent 11.24 <laughs> in the bath. Carl's right. I said Carl, my neighbor, with the with the binoculars that we Richard reviewed last week. Now, Carl, I don't think I don't think that's right. I got I got 11.4. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. Well, point 0.2 hours is close enough. I must have been. Oh. Never mind. You guys see the picture of this bath? It looks like it's in the living room. You got a bathtub sticking out on a slab. Yeah. Kind of like what they were bringing Han Solo in on. Yeah. Levitating That's, slab see, right in the I middle of the, room, had... of the living room. That's even better to have a bathtub in your living room because then so you funny. can it's even like, entertain. You know, you're in there, take your bath, you look at your guests, you're like, what, what you guys all got awkward looks on your faces? <laughs> what? Watch the TV. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. If I could do look that. Look at the TV, would... not me. But look at the, in, the, in the gallery, the bottom left-hand corner, the dual head shower with the TV set in between. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is the best. Okay, Ooh, is that the one with that. the wall, like with the jet? Does it also have jets on the wall? Because those showers no. with jets on the wall make me You want to really see happy. a shower? Uh, my friend Todd built a sho- built a house, and he built a shower that has 17 heads in it. Nice. Can you and actually get enough water to no, fill he, those heads? No, he doesn't have enough pressure to push it. See, right. that's a guy that's obsessed with head, man. <laughs> you can't get enough. 17 is usually not that I'm saying that's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. I'm just saying. 17, man. 17 shower like heads. a water like a pressurization system for your house. Yeah. So that's bad when you need to do that. All right, Richard. Why do you have two TVs and the one with two shower heads, though? Yeah. Because you know you're not going to agree on what you want to watch. No. <laughs> Honey, goddammit, get the station off a of lifestyle. What the hell? Really? Is Seinf- Lifetime. Is Seinfeld reruns that important you have to watch in the shower? Come on now. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks, Richard. Moving on. Shrinkster.com slash BJT. So, Bravo Juliet Tango. For the bedroom, I can't decide if this is a good idea or a bad idea, hmm. but it's under bed lighting. Oh, bad. my God. That's there cool. There you go. A soft bad. blue glow coming out from under your bed. Why? Bad, bad, Why bad, would you bad, need that? bad. It's well, a the- nightlight. So this is perfect for my bed because my bed is actually on wheels and has a motor attached to it. <laughs> that's, that's, that is a, that's a safety feature for you. This looks like the shit that's illegal to do to your car. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, your tint is too high on your bed. Pimp my oh, bed, oh, baby. Pimp my bed. Pimp my neon. bed. That's awesome. No, I love it. That, I don't know. I think that it's just freaks weird. me out. I don't like. It's it like either. you come in at night and you see like shadow under the bed, honey. <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, one half is blue, one half is black. There you go. Speaking uh, of beds, you know we got a new bed. Did you? We got a sleep number bed. Oh, because you guys used to have a water bed. We have a water bed frame, and we just put the sleep number bed in the water bed. How frame. do you like your sleep number bed? I like it. I like mm. it a lot. You know what kind of bed I have? 
What I have, do you one have of those handprint pads, you know, the like astronaut oh, yeah, the memory foam. foam. Yeah, yeah, we have that, which I really like and it works for me, except for that my husband travels all the time. So he goes for two weeks and it forgets him. So he has <laughs> to come back and like retrade it. He's like, it's he, hard he comes again. back and he goes, that's not my shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's no longer adjusted to his temperature. Hey, this shape looks like a dolphin. What is this? What's this dolphin shape in my bed? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Carl, you graduated from the Mark Miller School of Comedy with that joke. <laughs> you are now hilarious. That's why I spend 10 hours a week in the tub. There you go. Oh, my two. God. It's all clear. <laughs> 11.2 hours a week in the tub. Oh, my God. Yeah, she didn't mention it was salt water in there, did she? No, no, no. Moving right along. Another toy for Carl. What's that? I said, help us, Richard. Move along. Move along. Another toy for Carl at shrinkster.com slash BJU. No, BJU. No, BJU. No, BJU. No, BJU. BJ me, BJ you. This is a new oh, song. We could write this. Carl, you could do the singing. BJ me, BJ you. <laughs> BJ you, BJ me. Isn't that a song by ABBA? Yeah, there is That's nothing what I'm thinking. we can. We could do it to the same tune. <laughs> All right. We'd be millionaires. We're, we're not going to be covering this, any ABBA tunes We're going to call this the Tangent Ooh. Show. <laughs> Isn't every show the Tangent now, Show? While, while you guys have been going on about ABBA tunes, I've been looking at this awesome thing that Richard has linked to the here. The 120-watt power supply for your PC the Eco. size of the motherboard jack. Oh, my God. There are three pushpins on here. I totally need pushpins. <laughs> <laughs> Those pushpins are huge. Look at that. They're the size of that enormous computer thing. Um. I don't get it. Yeah, That's don't get the it. whole power supply. I still don't get it. Where? Where? In the little head on top of the plug. That's the whole power supply. Coming out of that are the leads to the AC plug, and uh, which is actually running off a 12-volt source, so it's got a brick attached to it. And then it's got a three uh, Molex jacks, so it's enough to run a small PC. Wow. And it's normally only 120 got, watts. Oh, okay. you got a whole bunch of transformers watts. in there, right? This is like replacing all of that? Is that well, what? Norm, Normal-sized power supply is an 8-inch cube. Right. And it's normally huge. I mean, it's normally hot, too, right? Really hot. Yeah. Well, so but this doesn't... on the power levels that it generates. Yeah, this doesn't have the power to, to power you guys' kind of computers. No. But 120 watts is enough to power a small PC. Small. I gotta tell you, if this is this runs off a of twelve volts and it's that big, this is looks like it's asking to be put into car PCs, the, which is the whole point that I was bringing it to Carl. Is I yeah. know he wants to put a PC into his uh, Prius. Yep, twelve and volts is what it's all about. Box he can get rid of. Very cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, you don't need a power inverter for that. And if you do get that PC up and running in your car, Carl, I have another device you'll absolutely need at shrinkster.com slash bjv. For Bravo Juliet Victor. You know, you can use other acronyms or other le- other words for those B and the J if you want. You don't have to do From the fine folks at Sunday. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe there's a better joke in there. I can work on no, this. No, there Let wasn't. Me... Shut up. I'm going to work on this. A great Japanese USB toy. The USB ashtray huh. <laughs> with, with negative ions. That's pretty fucking funny. That is ridiculous. The, uh... The the English is really amazing. The English here. is awesome. Are you are you feeling tired with your computer operating? Tired up. Hi. 
cigar. One cigar. Let you relaxation a bit. Oh, However, God. smoke and odors make you more uncomfortable. Push the button of the car ashtray. In no time, all of the harmful CO2 filtrated into fresh air and the working surrounding <laughs> changed seeming like a forest, <laughs> making the working staff cheerful and encouraged. That is the very thing we require. <laughs> that is the very thing we it's require. It's great English. That's excellent. <laughs> That's hysterical. Sundayo, your USB solution. And this is for your car, obviously, but they, it, they have one for your car. Well, it's USB, so yeah. go crazy. That's funny. Very funny. But I don't Which smoke. Which is the very thing we require. That's what you were after. I hear to please. All right, one more car thing. I just can't help it, Carl. I keep hitting on these things. I think I, I may have already sent you this link privately, but let's share it with the world now. Shrinkster.com slash BJW Bravo Juliet Whiskey. All right, let's pause while Mark, while Mark thinks of a uh, funny thing to say about BJW. I can't. It sucks, man. Take out my other tr- attempt at, at, uh, <laughs> at, at being funny, man. Carl, I defer to you. You are the king of humor, man, and I suck. <laughs> That's right. And don't you ever forget it. This Mark, this day, this day shall live in infamy. <laughs> now, I this just... is pretty cool, but I don't know. I don't what? Know. It's the parrot Bluetooth car head right, right but it's only it, it works with discs though it doesn't have a hard drive does it can we do a contest in the number of times we've said head in this show it's the head <laughs> show speaking of head shows i mean it, it, it looks <laughs> carl got silent all of a sudden what the hell's happening over there carl i'm <laughs> looking for... <laughs> head i'm actually reading the page <laughs> i don't know what you're doing <laughs> head jokes <laughs> what interests me about this, of course, is that it's a pu- full Bluetooth interface stereo yes. system. So this will, if you, so you don't have to drive a Prius to have this kind of capability. That's true, right? Yeah. If you want to drive a car that you know has a motor in it, then you can <laughs> get this stereo, and your your cell phone's going to do the same sort of tricks. Yeah. You know the thing I want. The thing I want, Richard, not this product. I want the companion product for this, which is the the Bluetooth satellite dish jammer interceptor so i can drive along <laughs> the freeway point it at these assholes cars and start talking to them through their stereo actually mark that's funny you'd say that because there was a, a group of hackers that um that created this device that would let them break into the uh, conversations of people in cars around them using bluetooth headsets and using the bluetooth inter- bluetooth uh, interfaces in the cars like uh, like the prius wow um so that does th- you know that actually is out there some people have done that Fascinating. Dig up URL. Hey, can we get a quote from uh, Doctor Spock saying "Fascinating, fascinating, Captain, fascinating, Captain"? And just keep playing it. No, no, no. That was the old Carl. Next. This is the new Carl. Next, next, next. Stranger.com slash BJX Bravo Juliet X Ray. And the world's first sleep phase alarm clock. Are you yeah. serious? Nice. So. You put the band on. The band measures the state of your sleep. That's brilliant. And the alarm clock adjusts whether it goes off or not based on whether or not you're in a deep sleep cycle or not. That's awesome. So is the idea to wake you up when you're in the middle of a deep sleep cycle or after? No, it's to avoid doing that. To wait until your sleep cycle has come back up again before it sets the alarm off. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. That is great. It's a whole new reason that you're late for work. Well, yeah, I was going to say you set the alarm for 7 o'clock and it doesn't go off until 8 no, it wouldn't, because how long is your sleep cycle? It's like a half, 
right? 45 minutes. So My sleep cycle is about 29 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so is my wake cycle, unfortunately. I like to sleep. I like to stay up for about 40 hours and then sleep for 29. You're on really, the wrong planet, Carl. Really screwed up, I know. <laughs> Yeah, That's I have great, a 28 though. to 30-hour day myself. That is pretty cool. All right. Well, I thought it was kind of strange. I put it on the bad side because the whole idea of a piece of equipment measuring the state of my sleep, not something I really want. On the good side, though, take a look at shrinkster.com slash BJY. Bravo, Juliet, BJ? Yankee. Why? Why? See, now this sounds like a conversation because with my wife. I'd like to. <laughs> Why do you ask? Oh, the I4C. Yeah. These are good. I4C. I4C. Oh, wow. I4C this bit going in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> BJY, I4C. So what this is, is a headset. Well, not actually a headset. It's a pair of earphones and a microphone that are set up to work with your MP3 player and your cell phone. Hmm. There's a version that's single wire so that you plug it into a, a cell phone that has uh mp3 capabilities like a trio or if you've got a separate mp3 player they've got a dual wire version one wire plugs into your cell phone the other wire plugs into your music player. they advertise this on tv they have the commercial with the person walking down and then the call comes through and they take the call and then they start to listen to the right isn't that the same thing yeah yeah uh i think that's an ad for the for one of those itunes phones actually well it's uh, this sort of does the same thing same idea right very much the same idea. The thing is, it's just the headset, so you can use the devices you want. Right. It doesn't automatically stop the, the MP3 player and answer the phone, in other words. I would point out it's $329. I was about to point that out, too. Not cheap, but sure does make very high-quality earpieces. Yeah, and these are these are the the i4 series inter, uh, isolating earphones, so I wouldn't really suggest that you go walking around outside... Right. Too much of these if you live in a place where you have to, like, you know, notice if somebody's honking a car horn at you or something because you won't be able to hear anything. Right. Um, there, that's the, the only problem with isolating headphones is they completely cut out all of your, all of your outside noise. Right. I think um, they're illegal driving, too. Yeah, you'll get, you get mugged without <laughs> even realizing it. Or hit by a train or yeah. all of those fun things. Very cool. And to end out the BJ series with <laughs> BJZ, Bravo, oh, Juliet, The Zulu. end of an era. The end of an era. And boy, was it ever fun. We're at the Talus Watch. I saw, I saw these earlier today. I was checking this out. Well, and Did they we- haven't actually made the watches. That's the problem with this. But you can get a version that will run on your desktop. <laughs> and I just love the idea that, you know... Here's a watch that actually tells the real time. Yeah. It's uh, going on one fifteen, <laughs> A bit past five. Yeah. A bit past five. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard the phrase late of 15, though. That, that That's a sort of English term. This is British? Slightly after yeah. six. Well, some of them are. Yeah, you want it's like way past the normal level of ambiguity. Uh, right. You end up like going British. God you know, damn it. Tony Blair, will you get a hold of your country, please? <laughs> You know what's really screwed up here is that you know watchmaking is all about precision, and this is becoming more imprecise. And, and so, you know, once you've achieved perfection, you're a watchmaker. Where do you go but start screwing things up, right? I like the other one on the left, which actually shows the hour moving up the watch as it gets later. Well, that's kind of huh. neat. 
Oh, yeah. Huh. I and I would point out that all these watches have approximate time modes and exact time modes. Oh, that's good. Whether anybody actually makes this watch is another story entirely. The problem I don't like about this watch that goes up and down is I'm vertically dyslexic. <laughs> 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 so I have no idea what time it is. I like how they you can put it on like different ways of speaking, right? Like Valley Girl, Boston Proper, Hip Hop, didn't they say that? That's hysterical. <laughs> Okay, man. Yeah. And that's all I got. Wow, what a show. The BJ Show. There it is. There you go. Well, we'll be back next week with more Mondays, right? Yeah. Everybody? Yeah. All right. Until then. I'm a reliable girl. I think it's the head show, man. Until then, here's hoping you get your BJ this week. Yahoo! Yahoo!